0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica.
1: I'm about to have maybe my most unpopular take in the history of this radio show. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready.
2: Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Forgive me my darn theme music, dude.
1: Ken Lavica.
2: Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited
3: to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live
2: from the Anajara and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name.
1: It's LaVecca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Theo, I'm going to say something to you right now. I see you're sitting down. Yeah. Here we go. It's a good eye, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm observant, yeah. as they say. <laughs> I'm going to make this proclamation. If you're driving your car, keep your eyes on the road, keep your wits about you, don't be veering into medians, don't cause car crashes if you're working. Don't react in a violent manner and get yourself either A, disciplined or B, fired. It's okay to be a bandwagon fan. Wow. It is okay to be a bandwagon fan. That is probably the most unpopular thing to some I've ever said on this radio show. Theo, what's going through your body right now as I say that? Well, just last week
0: you said Brock Purdy's a better uh, MVP candidate than the one and only Patrick Mahomes, the one who can do And it rang true.
1: It rang true, and it still may be true, Uh, in fact.
0: Well, actually, I think the the weekend proved us – gave us enough evidence to know otherwise. You can
1: make a case, but but (laughs) But, I digress.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So for this take here um, directly, um, I got to be on board. I got to be on board. Bandwagon fans are what make the sports world go round, all right? If they don't happen – then there's a lot less interest in these sports for the casuals. You've got to have bandwagon fans.
1: Stone, I know you're loving this right now. Um, like, I know you're loving this because you are not a fan of teams. You're a fan of athletes. You follow to the beat of the athlete drum, and that at its core is built on bandwagonism.
3: Yeah, I, I, Who is Theo Dorsey quoting there, though, as far as you know, bandwagon fans make the world go round? Uh, who is that?
0: What do you mean? I'm, it's my own quote. I, I brought it up. It's, it's a new <laughs> oh. saying, yeah. I,
3: I thought it was like out there. It was like in, in a book or something. I, I love it, Ken. I'm wearing my Aaron Rodgers jersey today or my jersey, my shirt jersey. Um, yeah, I support this one through and through. I think it makes a lot of sense.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that we're all on the same page. And that's been rare this week. I feel like it's been contentious with us. Uh, <laughs> like we're old boys and we put out a good product, but I feel like it's been contentious with us
0: it, it has only because there's been certain topics that we you know it's uh not that we disagree on but we we've been vehemently on different sides right so this right. one i feel
1: like it's yeah i mean and we're stubborn we're stubborn we like to argue our sides yeah i think we're it, it 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 appears to me we're all on the same page now i know what some people are thinking especially and I think that this is the segment of the population down here that would immediately spit in the face mm. of this premise. It's okay to be a bandwagon fan. And I think there's parameters to the entire thing. I'll get to that in a second. But the Northeastern Corridor, those people yeah. who come down to Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, you're New Yorkers, your New Englanders, your I even suppose – Eastern Shore, Marylandish DC. area people, your, your Rust Belt, Pennsylvania people, oh, yeah. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, they would say, "What in the hell is this guy talking about?" Of course, a South Florida radio host will be talking about bandwagon because that is whole South Florida fans are bandwagon fans, bandwagon fans. And to that, I say, grow up. Let me tell you about a woman. That we met yesterday, actually. We actually met her on Monday night, uh, but we met her formally yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, and, and Stone, I, I feel like this woman is a great representation of what I'm talking about here. And her name is Marion Doe she is if you're watching monday night football chargers and cowboys she was the fan the the asian young woman beautiful fan who who uh, when things were going poorly for the chargers she had her head in her hands despair her her extremely extremely um, uh, expressive facial actions. Yes, expressive. Uh, then when things were going great for the Chargers, they scored to get within, they, they scored a touchdown to get within a score late, and she's jumping up and down and going crazy. People ended up on Monday Night Football on ESPN living and dying vicariously through this woman and her passion for the Chargers. She she was talking about her love of the Chargers and how she approaches football yesterday on ESPN's Pat McAfee show.
3: So Marianne, there's some uh, skeptical people out there, a couple in the oh studio God cut, a, cut it me. off
1: for a second. Cut it off for a second. Is that A.J. Hawk talking? Wait, Stone. Is that AJ Hawk talking? I see thousands of Pat McAfee clips throughout the course of weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and not one of them ever features anything other than A.J. Hawk's uh his ponytailed head. He never talks. Is that him, actually? Is that what his voice sounds like, Stone? Hey, well he also
3: side gigs in ventriloquism, so sometimes <laughs> you don't often see his mouth moving, but he is talking. This is
1: A.J. Hawk talking. Oh my god. God, They're also theory. going
3: to Ohio State this weekend, so he'll be talking. You'll see him a
1: lot. Well, it, it, he'll, I suppose he'll be talking in theory. I'm glad that we actually have finally heard his voice. So here again on the Pat McAfee Show, Marion Doe, the Charger superfan.
3: So, Marion, there's some uh, skeptical people out there, a couple in the studio. I won't name names.
1: Darius so, Butler, a- Anthony DiGiglio. Yeah. Hi, Marion. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Marion. No, oh, oh. So, Marion, were you offended
3: by when people like this said, hey, she's a plant, she's working for the NFL, she's a robot. She's Alien, There's, this can't be real. No one's that passionate. You know what? I wish I was getting paid. I wish I could make sure. myself, you know, AI and as beautiful as I want, but at the end of the day, this is me, guys. This is me. Crazy mama four, crazy Chargers fan, crazy freaking football fan, and it is what it is. Has, so has, you know has, I'm not what offended. Look like at your kids' games. Do your kids play sports? What do you do you cheer like that? Oh gosh. Game? If you <laughs> ever, if you ever get in touch, so all the moms are texting me, they're like why are people saying you're fake? Because this is how you're at Blake football. This is how you are when you're at soccer. This is the basketball finals. This is you. And I'm like, yeah, I guess uh, my poor kids have to deal with this every day. But now it's crazy. It's, it's, it's overwhelming that the whole world thinks this is so different because this is my kids have
1: had to deal with this all their lives. Marianne, this is awesome. Yeah. This guy, it's so awesome. I mean, how sweet is she? how How sweet is she and and I love it and crazy super passionate chargers fan yeah. that's what she called herself in a world that i didn't think that existed, not in uh, l well, a
0: it it's weird to have it in l a because what they've been there what two years three years now three
1: years uh, actually
0: longer? longer than that i think has it been longer they haven't been re- relevant. I mean, but yeah, that's the, the, the thing there. who cares Because yeah. it's the chargers yeah.
1: in l a they don't belong there yeah but she's she's hitched her wagon to the chargers uh and i I love it now. I, I, listening to her talk about how crazy she is at her kids' games, uh, Stone, Mama Stone, I get the sense that she would become unhinged at times at your games growing up. Is that accurate?
3: I mean, it's more than accurate. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just get a sense. Like, in, in the best way possible. Yeah, of course. But of course. Uh, Mama Stone's passionate about Stone, uh, therefore she's passionate about him slinging that rock, yeah. and so I'm not surprised. No doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, but then yesterday, the... The legit, the legit, um, most obvious thing took place, and that was people started to go at. Oh, yeah. Poor Marion and Doe, the Charger super fan. Started looking up her social media. They medias. started looking up her social media, hitting up Facebook, the Devil's app, by the way, Facebook, yep. and and they found old photos of her in a Vikings jersey. Mm. And then all of a sudden it turned into fake fan, fake fan, fake fan obviously we need to tear people down. Yeah. They're nice, they're sweet, they're fun. Take the take the the guillotine to them. And that's what was attempted to happen on social media. That's what people attempted to do. But then she on TMZ, that's right TMZ sat down with her yesterday. <laughs> the great TMZ and she said, "Well, 20 years ago, I lived in Minnesota, and so I still pay attention to the Vikings. I still at times claim the Vikings, but when the Chargers came to L.A., I wanted a local team Mm. to attach myself to that I could see in person, and so I'm a Chargers superfan. And you know what? That's perfectly damned reasonable. Yeah. That's perfectly damned reasonable in the year of our Lord 2023 to latch onto a team near you. And I think I get it because... This has happened to me, and because we're in an area where I would love if more transplants latched themselves on to the local teams. It's a good thing, and it's normal. Stop attacking this woman. She's actually got it right.
0: Now, Ken, I do have to push back here because now you're starting to sound like guy who's apologist for somebody who is doing something that they've done. Of course you're latching on to it because it's something that you— vibe with it's something you've already made that mental choice inside to do is, is that part of your decision or would you say this even if you were still a bears I uh, would I would say this White Sox I fan? would say
1: this regardless because again it's reasonable it's common sense it's okay right. it's right. okay I'm not gonna judge from that standpoint I think I do have more sympathy or empathy for it because I am a transplant myself yeah and I've had to make a conscious decision to turn my back on the teams that I grew up with and I ended up Latching on to two South Florida teams, well, except for one, the Marlins. Um, I mean, that's not going to happen. Now that's going to be that's, that's not, not going to so happen. happen. I mean, so come sad. on. Um, and and so, uh, by the way, we're at FAU Media Day, and uh, we'll talk uh, with with Nick Boyd later on here at Media Day. FAU point guard. Yeah, he's wearing the the new the new home jerseys for the first time. Clean. Those are clean, clean, and he got man. that all that ice on
0: his neck, man. I'm gonna have to put my shades. So I ain't gonna be to see in this gym. I, I thought the new lights here in Baldwin uh, Arena man. were bright, but that that changed. Uh, that's good stuff right there. <laughs> um,
1: but it's uh, it is, it's perfectly reasonable. It's okay. It's okay to be a bandwagon fan. Yeah, it is okay to be a bandwagon fan. Even and it doesn't have to be you completely changing your fandom. You can latch onto it. I think it's normal for you to get caught up a team making a postseason run. Right. Right now, I'm not going to call myself a Phillies fan, but am I making the Phillies appointment viewing? Damn right I am. They're savages. Yeah. They're hitting bombs. They're meaty dudes who go sing shirtless in the clubhouse after they win. Like, let's go, man. How can you not love that? The hair and the facial hair and hitting long ones. Like, it's good. It's good stuff. What I would say, if, if you take offense to what we're saying, it's okay to be a bandwagon fan. You need to get over yourself. <sighs> Get over yourself. And here's the thing, here's the people that
0: don't like bandwagon fans are only the fans of the teams opposing the squad that's gathering up all of the people on the bandwagon, right? So, like when the Warriors were having their dynasty in the NBA, the people that hated bandwagon fans were the Cavs fans. It's not like regular old teams and other people that aren't opposing that team. It's just, it, I guess, for people that I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate because we're all on board here. Uh,
1: Stone, by the way, I want, I want to, I want everybody to understand before yes. Theo goes into that that this man who's about to play devil's advocate, yeah. Uh, a year and two months ago, sat on this very radio show and completely changed his football fandom in front of all of our ears. Oh, that's
3: different. That's okay. different. I'm almost that's nervous different. for Theo. I
1: mean, I can't believe he actually had the gallstone to even present a devil's I'm, advocate before I, he gives He it. has totally a chance different. to
3: fall flat on his face right here, so if he doesn't execute, we're putting him on
1: blast. All, Theo all,
0: do, he, we wanna, d- do we want to assess what I did and how it's different from being a quote-unquote bandwagon it's fan? It's not.
1: Don't even yeah, I was. In, oh I was a free agent. Agent. Oh, boy. All right? I was a free agent. You give this guy an inch and he takes a milestone. Oh I can't God, believe it, man. man. Stop, stop giving me inches. No, here's the devil. Here's Whoa, 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 <laughs> uh, Go ahead oh, and gosh. mark that.
0: There we no, go. Hey, just don't. Yeah, we, that didn't happen. Uh, Take that out of the podcast. What is keep, the devil's?
3: Keep giving me inches, <laughs> he said. said. That might stop. be his most said, egregious I said, one. I said quit. Stop oh. giving me inches. I said, she, stop. He was tapping out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> so,
1: so, so Thea, what is your devil's advocate?
0: So, my devil's advocate is – I've lost my totally <laughs> I'm in yeah. shock right now. I don't even. I forgot what my point was. Honestly, I, oh, okay. We um, ourselves. Why it different? Why, <laughs> why yours
3: differentiates itself?
0: Oh well, that was different. But yeah, why mine differentiates itself is I became a free agent and I selected a team that was not a. Ba- it wasn't a bandwagon to join the Chiefs at that point. All right, they had sold on Tyreek Hill. People were saying they were going to go nine and eight. Oh
1: boy! Uh, I was what a I'm from Kansas this is. City.
0: It's not like <sighs> I did it in the midst of them winning. I but, did it in the off season before people <laughs> weren't even picking them to win a Super Bowl, and now, then they just so happened to win, and then I was really happy.
1: But if we're talking bandwagon, I mean, he definitely adjusted where he's from, Stone. <laughs> Um, he always wants to tell everyone he's from H-Town, Houston, but then when it became convenient to latch on to Patrick Mahomes, yeah. then suddenly he was from Kansas. He was from Kansas, not even Kansas City. Kansas and claim the Chiefs. So that part, like I'm fine with bandwagon, but he's been disingenuous about where he's actually from in order to to help him conform to a new yeah, that, fan base. Yeah, that's where you get yourself in, in a yeah. sticky
3: situation because for me, you know, I'll just tell you straight up what it is. Like it's Aaron Rodgers or it's Baker Mayfield. Like I'm, I'm a man about it. Like I face the music. Theo is just reaching and grasping for straws all over the place, yeah. and there's a different, you know, there's tiers of bandwagon, right? There's tier one, two, three. I think he's down there in the three because he makes excuses. There's lies mixed in there. I'm, I'm quite the opposite.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about. I mean, Theo, I'm not judging you about the Chiefs, but I think the epitome of bandwagon, and this is fine, but yeah. the epitome of bandwagon is latching on to. Patrick Mahomes and a team yes, that had been yes. to two Super Bowls in three years like uh, that yours wasn't different yours was actually the textbook definition
0: I do want to be transparent about one <laughs> thing with the Chiefs fandom I will accept any kind of bandwagon trademarks whatever y'all want to throw on me I will be a transparent about one thing growing up I was a huge supporter of the Chiefs because I was from Kansas. I loved watching the Human <laughs> Highlight film, the video game and Dante Hall. I was a big Tony G fan. I-, I went through a lot of my childhood rooting for Priest Holmes, uh-huh. all right? The Nigerian Nightmare yeah. is a guy that I look up to. All right, this, these are things that were entrenched in my childhood, so it's easy for me to latch on to the Chiefs. Um, and yes, I am using that as an excuse. And sure, I'm a
1: bandwagon fan. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I think just be um, just be forthcoming with uh, <laughs> with with all that it encompasses in your sports life. When have you jumped on a team's bandwagon? Because I'll say right now, um, I I love watching the Phillies play playoff baseball, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to give two bleeps about them. After the postseason, whenever that ends or if it results in them uh, hoisting a trophy, it's not like next year I'm going to start buying Phillies gear and watching them. No, I don't care. I'm a White Sox fan. I'm a White Sox fan. But in lieu of them being abject trash bags, uh, I like seeing the Phillies play playoff baseball right now. We went through the same thing in a petty manner in 2003 with the Marlins. When they played the Cubs in the NLCS, I was the biggest Marlins fan. I mean biggest Marlins fan. I was preaching the virtues in college of Juan Pierre. Mm. I was uh, preaching the virtues of Dontrell Willis and Mike Lowell. I mean, I was the biggest Marlins fan at Valparaiso University in 2003. Steve Bartman, bravo my friend. I will forever hold a piece of you in my heart. I was a huge bandwagon Marlins fan in the 03 postseason and then after that who cares uh in your sports life one of you jumped on a team's bad wagon 8887603776 8887603776 that's 8887603776 and social media at klv 10638887603776 and i think what this also will have what we're doing is we're forcing people to own up to it oh yeah Like, swallow your pride. We've all been there. And if you say, because there's different definitions. Like me, I grew up in Chicago, but now I am a Dolphins fan. I'll give the anatomy of these fandoms that I uh, have have thrown myself into later on in the show why I've come to this place. Um, But it doesn't have to be that. It can be, hey, the Phillies are super fun right now. Mm. Like me, I loved, and Stone was four years old, so it's college football, but he's not going to know what the hell I'm talking about. You might to an extent, Theo. 98 K-State football, Kansas State, Michael <laughs> Bishop. They went in to the Big 12 championship game. They were the most fun team in the country with Michael Bishop at quarterback. They went into the SEC title, or uh, Big 12 title game. They beat Texas A&M. They're going to the BCS National Championship game. What happens? Crap the bed. Mm. But that was the most... It, I... I'm telling you, man, 98, I was 14, caught up in Kansas State football. What the hell is that? But that was a bandwagon I jumped on for an entire college football season.
0: That's incredible. It's I random. Never, that's a deep cut. Yeah. Um. And, and for you, does any of that ever linger at all? Do you ever find yourself like if it's a random game, are you rooting for K-State the back of your mind? No. No? No,
1: I don't care. I didn't think about team. Kansas State after that. Uh, and then, I love that team. Yeah, that you were four. Do you even know anything about them? I remember offensively they were stacked. They uh, were awesome.
3: Scott Pesednik on offense, and the other side, Steve Carlton playing mm-hmm. yeah. on the tight end position. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fan. I, I he uh, the he go, the go right Cats. There.
1: Oh God! Uh, God. Scott <laughs> Posednik is get, that the guy from that's, the White Sox? He was the um, he was the uh, White Sox center fielder when they won the World Series in two thousand five.
3: Steve Carlton was the Phillies pitcher in uh-huh. the eighties. Yeah.
1: The, these are baseball guys
0: that people keep bringing up on this show. Like, I mean, it, it's fun. It's the nineties baseball uh, trivia. I need to
1: brush up on oh god uh 888-760-3776 what i think is just own up to it suck it up admit you've had bandwagon tendencies in the past and it's okay we're all friends here we're not judging you we're all in this same boat 888-760-3776 let's kick off on the phones with steve in jupiter here on espn 1063 what's up steve hey guys
2: Uh, long time listener Um, i've got to own up to it inner miami Right after Messi, I was all in, and just as quickly I jumped
1: off the bandwagon, and I feel so ashamed. You so now that he got hurt, you just jumped off the bandwagon. You were yeah, a leak. You a right? leagues were a We're not going to make the playoffs. It's, okay, it's over. So you we were to fund it to next season <laughs> and see. You're you're the only leagues cup uh, bandwagon <laughs> jumper that uh, that has existed in the history of, of that sport.
0: That's incredible.
1: (laughs) I love that, Steve. Steve, Appreciate the call, Steve.
3: Did you at least make some money on anytime goal scorer with Messi with Inter Miami? Uh,
2: I did win a prize picks. uh, There you go.
1: I hope you use the promo code KOV. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate that. (laughs) Good. Um, Well, that one I didn't see that one coming. That's a very brief. A very brief bandwagon <laughs> jump. Didn't last long. It's like uh, not last long. it's like dip your toe in there and yeah. then uh, and then uh, <laughs> you, you just sort of pull it back out. Yeah. It like was a, r- it's
3: like a confession kind Yeah, of. He was embarrassed to do it, but yes. he's like, I finally have a chance to get it off my chest, I might as well do it here. <laughs>
1: It had been weighing on him for weeks now. Uh, we are at, uh, well, Theo and myself are at FAU Basketball Media Day, number 10 in the country in the AP poll, Florida Atlantic Basketball. They also get going November 8th, Barstool Invitational against Loyola in Chicago, Wintrust Arena, and then FAU's home opener is right here where we're sitting, Eleanor R. Baldwin Arena in Boca Raton. That'll be November 14th against Eastern Michigan. There's only about 36 season tickets available for the rest of the year. You can still get... On, but Florida Atlantic number 10 in the nation in the AP pool to start this year. For tickets, 866 FAU Owls, 866 FAU Owls, FAU Sports.com. When is it time in your sports life you've jumped on a team's bandwagon? 888 760 3776, 888 760 3776. Ryan messages in Lionel Messi. Inter Miami. I'm still kind of on the bandwagon. Does that count though? Because here, here's. The I mean, it, I think people got caught up in it. I, I was watching. I, I really did not watch Inter Miami until Messi came, and then I was watching all those League Cup matches. Yeah, but all the, of them. But
0: that's. Lionel Messi, like that's not fair to call that a bandwagon. So is that
1: curiosity more than it is bandwagon? Because I was like fist pumping, like yeah, "Yeah, let's go. Like that's bandwagon if I'm like fist pump.
0: It is kind of, but also you are already a fan of Messi's, right? So like, is it really a bandwagon if a guy that you're already a super fan of goes to a team that is local to you? Like, yes, of course you're gonna start watching those games or rooting for that team now. It's not (sighs) bandwagoning. But
1: I think that is though. If if like Stone, if if Aaron Rodgers was a Dolphin you would consider yourself all in on the Dolphins at that moment, just like you made yourself a Jets hat with a piece of paper uh, and you drew the Jets logo and taped it onto a hat.
0: I
3: mean, 100%, I would dive all the way into Dolphins
0: fandom. I consider, I consider bandwagoning more so when you become a fan of a team because of how powerful they've become. Like like I said, I, I mentioned those Golden State Warriors because that's my example of a time where I was no at no attachments at all to Golden State, didn't care about Steph Curry's journey. I just didn't like how early on in that season when they were killing teams, everybody was coming out against them saying that they couldn't win a championship as a jump shooting team. So I started off as a defender of the Warriors and became, in the midst of that dynasty, somewhat of a bandwagon fan Quietly, because it was just a team I supported and I like watching. But then, that's different than Lionel Messi. But then drops that disappeared. That
1: disappeared after the postseason. Or did? Yeah, it, I don't root for the Warriors. Okay. Like, think about it.
0: Right now, I don't care about the Warriors' success. But when they were doing it, and and even still, like in the past couple of finals, I'm like, yeah, I would like Steph Curry to win another ring to add on to that legacy to keep proving people like Charles Barkley sitting up on
1: set talking trash. wrong. Uh, I think too. Um, if anybody's trying to push back on this, unless you're a Yankees fan listening to us right now, tell me you didn't get caught up in the 2004 Red Sox run. <laughs> like, tell me you didn't get caught up in the 2004 Red Sox run. Because it, one, was the Red Sox, a team that hadn't done anything at that point. And also, it was a team that came back from down 3-0. On the Yankees, like, try and tell me that you didn't come, you you didn't fall into a Red Sox bandwagon at least for a couple of weeks in the fall of two thousand four. I, I I promise you that people, if they're really living true to their sports heart, can't tell me that. It's
0: hard. Though. It's Boston. Are you sure people are really celebrating and, and rooting for and bandwagoning I for
1: think, a Boston team? I, I think that team, and I think against the Yankees, and I think all the circumstances, eighty six years, absolutely, a hundred percent. Okay. Stone, what do
0: you, What's your gauge on it? Because you know, me and my boys weren't talking baseball in 04.
3: Uh I mean, big, big, big. <laughs> in Poppy, Kansas or Houston. <laughs> big Whoa. Poppy's like the most lovable baseball player that I, I think anybody can think. Like, except first, for the guy that shot him. Of course. I mean, I'm sure he was a fan before he figured that he was <laughs> yeah. sleeping with his, his wife. But I, I think Big Poppy's allegedly. a guy you can <laughs> allegedly. I think he's a guy that everybody opens their arms wide open for. Like, you just want to hug Big Poppy. You
1: root for him. You want to see him succeed. I, I agree. Uh, again history came into play as much as i hate to admit it i think a lot of people were certainly on the cubs bandwagon in 2016 me no way i wanted to vomit the entire time yeah. it was one of the worst stretches of my entire life when the cubs won the world series i mean i was in some rough 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 moments there um but i know that people got on that bandwagon when is it time in your sports life like just own it just own it don't be a wuss just own this okay just own this when is a time in your sports life you jumped on a team's bandwagon Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. mike in wellington on levica theo and stone what's up mike
2: hey oh, Ken, thanks somewhere. for taking my call to <laughs> the to piggyback with the uh to piggyback with the first caller I'm um, I'm I'm not ashamed I'll say but it was the Inter Miami train you know Messi came through Interesting I bought a jersey I I bought a jersey Oh so
1: you went the full you jersey know, purchase the, route
2: Oh I I did the alternate black one with the pink lettering Okay
1: subscribed okay.
2: the uh, and subscribed the MLS was an avid watcher wow. super hyped on it And then Messi's done and uh, the, the subscription got canceled because I'm like, what am I paying 15 bucks a month for? So let me ask you, Mike, now, if I so, can't watch Messi. <laughs> right.
1: So you bought – you, and, and there's a reason, and that right there, Mike is a – because Mike's not the only one, case in point, though, why uh-huh. uh, Apple said, hey, Messi, we'll give you a certain percentage of what we make off of MLS subscriptions because they knew that there were going to be people like this. So, Mike, let me ask you, now that Messi's going to get healthy and the start of the MLS season will come around again next spring – uh, will you re-up that Apple subscription in order to, lo- uh, to, to watch Messi and a regular season campaign?
2: A hundred percent, Ken. When he comes back, the subscription goes back on, sir.
1: <laughs> that's, I, I mean, Mike, I can't argue with that. And that's, that's good bandwagon stuff. But I think it's interesting that we've only had two people right now admit to being a bandwagon fan. And it's been, I mean, inter-Miami, it's yeah. pretty inconsequential, right? Uh, it's
2: not. only well, look! Up. It's not every day greatness comes to uh, comes uh, comes to yeah. town, you know. So you got to yeah. take advantage of it. Absolutely, it, you know? absolutely. And hey, it, thanks for Mike taking my call, guys.
1: Yep, you got a mic. I, I do think that. It, I mean, the similar similar thing can happen. I think when LeBron came to the Heat, depending on the person, yeah, depending on the person. Yeah. But we've had Inter you know, Miami. We haven't had. Oh yeah, I like when uh, I liked when the Dodgers made that run. Or how about when the Rays were in the World Series? Mm-hmm. Let your guard down, people. Okay. Just let your guard down. David and Royal Palm here on ESPN one oh six three. Hi David. Hey,
2: how are you? What's going on, guys? What's up, brother? All oh, good, all
1: oh, good. So... Go When's your bandwagon? <laughs> uh what was your bandwagon? Uh Bucks when Tom Brady came in. Okay. So again, player oriented. Yeah. But who were you who do you who did you follow mainstream before Brady went to the Bucks? Were you a Pats guy? Were you just a Brady guy? How did that work?
2: No. I mean, not really. I, I'm a Canes fan, so I never, like, really follow the mm. pro football team in Florida. Mm-hmm. But I did like, you know, the Bucs and, and, and the Dolphins a little bit. But when he came in, I, I jumped in that wagon
1: so fast. Okay. That's, uh, cool. And I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. Um, and you admitting that, hey, I'm down here and appreciate the call. I'm down here. I was a Canes fan, but I like when Brady went to the Bucks. I mean, at least you're not saying, hey, I was from um, a place in Massachusetts nowhere near Boston. And then mm-hmm. I came down. I mean, I'm taking a shot at Theo. Um, Shut uh, up.
0: <laughs> I have a question, too, though, because uh-huh. I became a Miami Heat fan when Shaq was traded to them when I was a kid. Okay. And I stuck down but with you, the Heat. You've 60. hung on to it. So was I, a ba- I was a bandwagon fan at first. So when do you become not a bandwagon fan? Because I don't feel Ooh. like I'm a bandwagon Miami Heat fan.
1: Is there a certain amount of years that need to go into this? Do you have, to have like or enough
0: years in the game? You have to have enough? devastating or, losses
1: or you buy a jersey of a player not the player that drew you to that team in the first place mm.
0: Like when I got my first Wade jersey.
1: Yeah. Yes. That. Yeah. I think when you got your first Wade jersey, it was Shaq that drew you in. But as soon as you bought that first Wade jersey, then you're officially now a fan, mainstream a fan of lifer. that team. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So I need to I need to figure out when I can get my Pacheco jersey then for the. Chi- <laughs>
1: for the chi- <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god. Uh, I'm not getting hell? a Kadarius Tony. All right, and that's two straight days of Kadarius Tony drop on Vicka Theo and Stone. Can you even get a Kadarius Tony jersey?
3: I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> (laughs) Same. Same
1: thing as Joshua Dobb.
3: I
0: might right. be able to go on the field and get a jersey swap with Kadarius t- Tony. is as bad as he's been. So, Man, yeah.
1: I tell you what, what's worse, uh, a Kadarius Tony dropped pass or Theo Dorsey <laughs> with dropping money on a Kadarius Tony jersey. What's a time in your sports life that uh, you jumped on a bandwagon? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. I'll tell you, a college football coach who's saying, get off of our bandwagon. This is ridiculous. I'll tell you about that when we come back. Let me tell you about Baptist. Health orthopedic care. You experiencing foot and ankle pain need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit Baptist Health.net slash Ortho. To learn more today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle. Joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit Baptist Health.net slash Ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County. Through the Florida Keys, learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. We are at the Eleanor R. Baldwin Arena. It's FAU Basketball Media Day. The Owls rank 10th in the eight people going into the season. We will talk with a number of players. We'll talk with Dusty May, and we will get you prepped for the FAU Basketball season. Of course, I'm the voice of FAU. You can hear me calling these games. It starts November 8th in Chicago. Barstool Invitational against Loyola. When is a time in your sports life that you jumped on a bandwagon? Because it's okay. But I'm just telling you, have some guts and admit it. 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. Social media at KLV 1063. He's Theo Dorsey. Stone LeBanowitz. I'm Ken LaVica. LaVica, Theo, and Stone today from Boca on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios,
2: it's LaVecca Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063.
1: It is okay to be a bandwagon fan. It's okay. And there's different parameters to this. Sometimes Stone, it's, hey, I had this team. Now I fully dedicated myself to this team. Or it can be, hey, I just kind of like the way they play. Uh, I'm looking at the FAU basketball team right in front of me right now. I think FAU basketball major bandwagon contingent last year, and that's good. That's a good thing. Um, you don't have to be ashamed, especially if you didn't dedicate yourself to this team full time. Like, let me give you real quick. Let me give you real quick the anatomy of me becoming a Dolphins fan, okay? Because I didn't have designs of that happening when I moved to South Florida, but I came down here in 2007. Bears fan, Chicago guy, whole thing. Grew up Bears fan. As a three-year-old, had the, uh, the, uh, the 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 junior Bears jersey. I had the helmet, the entire thing. Looked ridiculous. Take pictures. Good times for the family. A uh, little plush football. Uh, so I came down here, started covering the Dolphins on a daily basis for ESPN West Palm. Uh, 2008 through 2014. And then you get to know the people in the organization. You get to appreciate the organization. I was always supportive of Stephen Ross because as bumbling and foolish sometimes as he can be as the owner, he wants to win. He wants to win all the time, and I appreciate that about him. I could not say that about the McCaskey family. My wife, meeting my wife, huge Dolphins fan. I met her at Dolphins training camp, in fact, uh, in 2010. So for me... It was a gradual process, but then I started buying Dolphins merch, Dolphins tickets, whole thing, threw myself in, and that's how I became a Dolphins fan. And I've been called out on it. Oh, you're a Bears guy, Bears guy, Chicago guy. Okay, I'll pay attention to what the Bears are doing, but you know you've made the full switch when you watch a team you grew up with and you feel nothing any longer. I feel nothing about the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields struggles, I feel nothing. Matt Eberflus, dope, I feel nothing. That's how I know, fully, you're fully engrossed in in a fandom, not the one you grew up with, and that's where I'm at with the Dolphins. This, Does that uh, make sense? It sounds like a it's <laughs> it sounds
0: like a. I mean, sports fandom is kind of like a relationship in itself, right? And it sounds like a bad relationship where you're like, when I see the Bears, I feel nothing, but when the Dolphins have a a, a backup right guard go get injured, you start the radio show off like you're depressed, like you really have super-duper impactful emotions around these Dolphins. is There has to be a part
1: of you, though. And I didn't jump onto a team like Theo did that had uh, been to Super Bowls and uh, won Super Bowls so already. Well, the
0: Dolphins are the one franchise with the undefeated record,
1: um, the 72
0: Dolphins. You're a bandwagon. Oh, band got too. it, got it, got it. Yeah. No,
1: well, I jumped on board uh, during the Joe Philbin era fully. <laughs>
0: Like, that, that should tell you all you need to know. I jumped on board during the uh, post-Tyreek Hill era, which if you ask the Dolphins fans, he's the greatest thing that ever happened to the game of football. So. I mean, he's one of them. Ken, he's how did
1: definitely you, one of them. Ken,
3: how did you feel about Aaron Rodgers saying that Joe Philbin was one of his all-time favorite coaches
1: yesterday? Well, Aaron Rodgers, as we know, he doesn't have good judgment about much, so uh, I, I'm i not surprised. He's one of the single worst head coaches I've ever seen. <laughs> so, so in over his head. Nice guy. Nice guy, but I mean, that dude had no business trying to be the leader of a locker room of an NFL locker room Uh, it's it that's why I knew Mike McDaniel was gonna be fine Uh, oh he doesn't look like a coach Uh, he's so awkward I saw Joe Philpin try to oversee an NFL locker room, and there's no way Mike McDaniel was going to be any worse, and Mike McDaniel actually had um, a concept of how to run an offense. Yeah. Uh, Joe Philbin didn't call plays. That was Mike McCarthy yeah. up in uh, in Green Bay. Joe Philbin just kind of kind of dopey. Uh, Paul in Royal Palm, what was a time that you jumped on a team's bandwagon, even if it was briefly, Paul?
2: Briefly, 2001 New England Patriots right after 911.
1: Yeah. And that was an easy one because it, uh, no one cared after Drew Bledsoe uh, until Drew Bledsoe got hurt. And then the Patriots started winning and shocking things started to happen and this guy Tom Brady started to come up and then they were making a run through the postseason. They beat the Raiders in the snow. Appreciate the call. I was rooting for the Patriots in that postseason. Mm. I mean, I didn't know what an unlikable <laughs> they would become eventually certainly didn't know they'd be a legacy yeah. and didn't know at the time bill belichick was such a cheating fraud but that was awesome like that patriots team it was truly all grit all the time i i can't believe it's funny
0: that you say that and i'm sure that a, there's a lot of people that found themselves on the front end of the patriots bandwagon and jumped off yeah. right before the uh dynasty really got going um, but I didn't realize that it took people by that much of a wave. I was only like seven or eight years old at that time. I was kind of rooting against the Patriots from the jump. Uh, I was a big Rams fan, um, so my first memory of rooting against the Patriots was when they went against the greatest show on turf. Um, so I guess I was maybe a bandwagon of that that whole act of the Rams uh, you know, Rams run, but I don't know, man. I didn't know people were really on, on the front end of the Patriots like that.
1: Uh, yes, very much so. Because, because of 9-11. Uh, well, I don't know, I guess. Is that I, what I he mean, was saying? Is, no, well, it was that was a big part of the season. But I, I guess if you want to make the connection, Patriots yeah, that's and what I thought. 9-11. It's
0: not like they're the Giants or Jets. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, I think that that's maybe maybe some people did. I think if you're going to go the uh, finding a connection through nine eleven route in 2001, it was probably more the Yankees. Yeah. Um, and it, there, there was definitely disappointment, I think, that the Diamondbacks beat the Yankees when any other year – it would have been, oh, my God, this is awesome that the D-Bats beat the Yankees. Right, uh, right. But, but maybe not so 9-11. Elton messages in, oh, man, uh, you're asking a question. Bandwagon, this is for all South Florida sports fans. Stop it. Stop it. There's plenty of hardcore regional South Florida fans that aren't bandwagon, haven't flipped like me. Stop it. enough already you're playing into the bad reputation that this area has this is what does bother me if we're talking bandwagon though is you have these people that come from new york they come from boston they come from the northeast they want to use the beaches they want to enjoy the high life they want to buy the high-end property and then sell and price out everybody else and cram our roads i-95 the turnpike and all the side streets and make things miserable for us who have been down here for decades and then you're going to sit here and disparage our teams well bleep off that's what i say bleep off Awesome. I hate that. That's, that's the frustrating part of the bandwagon journey down here. Not that South Florida fans are fickle. It's that the transplants are boorish and annoying. And part of the problem, too, is that
0: the transplants that come to South Florida are all coming from these places where they're forcing their kids to be fans of their own teams as well. Like, let your kids grow into being Miami Dolphins and Miami Heat fans while they're here in South Florida. Let their
1: wings fly free.
0: Yeah, so they're so that next generation of, of sports fandom can, can blossom because that's part of the problem. The reason why we don't have a lot of homegrown fans is you're forcing your kid to be a Giants fan and be miserable with you. Like, let, let that guy root for Tyreek Hill. Let that kid be a Tua Tungvaloa uh, stand, you know. Let them get a, a jersey that says Jalen Waddle, and they can do the little penguin dance every time he scores a touchdown. It's fun. Uh,
1: Andy says FAU basketball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can tell you one. how many people. Uh, and this one's a little bit different because there was literally no tradition. There was no impact that FAU basketball had made, and then it came out of nowhere, and it was super fun to get on board. And this year there's going to be more bandwagon fans, especially if they do what we think they're going to do uh, and, and make another run at this thing. Yeah. All bandwagon, all the time. Like, that's fine. That's totally fine. It's okay to be a bandwagon fan. It's
0: a good thing. At the end of the day, it's a good thing. If you're a fan of that team, it's good to have other people caring about your squad. If you are a person that is invested in that team financially, hell yeah, you want bandwagon fans. That's literally what you're setting up your program to do. And even if you're a detractor of that team, it's fun to have people be on the bandwagon. So when that team does inevitably lose or fail, you get more people you can tweet at.
1: Everybody wins. <laughs> uh, spoken by a true petty master himself, Theo Dorsey. Uh, 888-760-3776. When is the time you jumped on a team's bandwagon? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Do not think about jumping on the Clemson bandwagon. And actually, if you're on the Clemson bandwagon, Uh-oh. you might want to jump off because Dabo, the great Dabo, has some things that he wants to tell you. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. We're at FAU Basketball Media Day at the Ellie in Boca. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Stone, do you uh, name one of the games on the uh, the college football slate tonight? Name one of the games. Let's go FIU, Sam Houston State. Stone is on it, and so is prize picks. Mm -hmm. I swear to a higher power, you can include the Sam Houston State FIU game as part of you making some money prize picks. Wow. How good is that? I mean, they don't miss. They don't miss. We got Major League Baseball. We got the postseason. We got NHL. We have soccer. We have European soccer. Prize picks, more, less, statistical category, you're all taken care of. Pick three, pick four. You can't pick five, pick six, put in 20. Win money. Mm. Best daily fantasy out there. Prize picks. Prize picks. Use the promo code KLV. Earlier in the show, we had someone call in and say, yeah, I made some money. Lionel Messi, Inter-Miami. Prize picks. Because he knew. Best daily fantasy. It's prize picks. And I have a chance for you to basically just be handed cash. The only thing missing is like a, a sack with a dollar sign on it. They're <laughs> handing you cash. They're doubling your deposit up to $100 with the promo code KLV. KLV, Prize Picks, the best daily fantasy. I'm in on baseball tonight. I'm in on NFL tomorrow. There's so much you can play on Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com or download the app. Use the promo code KLV to get that deposit doubled up to $100 with Prize Picks. Uh, what do you think of Dabo? Theo, what's your what's your what are your thoughts on Dabo Swinney, Clemson head coach, two time national champion? I've never been a Dabo guy.
0: Even on the front end of this Clemson run, when it was fun to have the new new Tigers team out of the ACC, that everybody was like, "Oh, this could be a next power." I've never liked Dabo as a personality that much so i'm kind of happy to see the clemson downfall i gotta be honest
1: uh clemson comes to hard rock on saturday night as mario cristobal looks to win his first home acc game in his tenure i still can't believe that's a thing a big one though it it could be a big (laughs) one big fish as stone would say Oh uh it is clemson visiting the canes at hard rock stadium we know that, that Clemson at 4-2, and two, a little bit disappointing based on their standard. Clem, uh, Dabo Swinney was talking up Clemson as if they were going to be a national championship contender. That got dashed right away with that loss to Duke. Then they lost uh, in overtime uh, to Florida State with Dabo himself uh, sending in a kicker. Who was about to start his career as a financial uh, advisor? Yeah, brought him down to Clemson and then sent him in for uh, a game-winning kick in that game. Uh, that's bad coaching, Hope right there. Short memory. The Dabo's been uh, Dabo's been facing a lot of criticism uh, there uh, in, uh, in in South Carolina. He had his radio show on Monday, his coach's radio show, and uh, some callers called in. They were very critical of him, very critical of Dabo. And this is the same Dabo who's won a couple games in a row now, um, but they. They definitely went in on him, and this is how Dabo replied. Quote, we're at a point in our time, and I hate that, where people think if you don't go undefeated, you're losers and you're terrible. It's just such a terrible mindset. Honestly, maybe we need to lose a few games and lighten up the bandwagon. Sometimes the bandwagon can get a little too full. <laughs> What's your initial thoughts on that Dabo Swinney quote? Um, his his
0: his." Boosters are kind of like a board of trustees, right? In college football, they're like, they, uh, like a board. And if this was a big, big uh, business, if this uh-huh. was like a Wall Street, I don't think his boosters are going to like hearing that. Um, the bandwagoners or the fans that jump on because you guys are winning are kind of essential to the fact that you guys are that new budding yeah. powerhouse blue-chip program. You shouldn't be looking to lose games, quote-unquote, to lose some fans that are on the periphery. It's kind of silly.
1: My thing is, if if you're Dombo and you built what you built and you're constantly preaching standard, 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 then people expect the standard. And when your program doesn't live up to the standard, when they're losing to Duke, when they're losing at home to Florida State, uh, when he's bringing in uh, kickers who are putting on pads for the first time all year, 30 minutes before his debut in the 2023 season, and then you're trotting them out to hit a game-winning field goal. That criticism is going to come. It's deserved. It's earned. You can't sit there and then put the blame back on the fans. Like, Dabo, I thought he was too good for that, and he says some ridiculous things. He doesn't want to get in on NIL. He's crushed the transfer portal. He refuses to conform. But this this is, and I know fans can be annoying, but you're the one who set the standard and preached standard, and now you're 4-2 and two, and you've made questionable decisions in this life. you got to eat that, man. Just own it. Like, stop. Stop. Own it.
0: They say you find out the most about people when they get money, like money makes you more of who you are. I think in athletics, uh, you find out the most about characters in, in, in athletics when they have success and then when they start to lose it. you yep. start. They start to get real honest. Like Even with Bill Belichick and some of the stuff he's been saying and the things he's been doing in the post-Brady era, you start to find out what a guy really is like. When he's had it, and he's starting to lose it, because that's when they're starting to grasp for it back. They're starting to grasp for that power and control back. And for Dabo, he's he's he needs a life raft.
1: And and I would argue, Stone, that Dabo's the one who has lost out on some significant recruiting advantages because he's been so vocally anti-nil. Yeah. He's fought it. Um, uh, stuff like uh, name, image, and likeness. We run this program in God's name, image, and likeness. Like that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. There are many four and five stars that are like, oh, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to go play for Dabo. I'd argue he has hurt his his program uh, getting the talent that he did six, seven, eight years ago because he refuses uh, to bring himself into the modern-day college football landscape. I,
3: I, I mean, I agree. I don't think you're even allowed to disagree to something like that because there is actual proof in the pudding. But I, yeah, I, it's I, tangible. I will, I will say when a coach does kind of change his ways and feels like he's not his normal self or he's not preaching the same thing, you know, you fear your kids see that. Like, if you're, co- if you're a coach and you've preached something a certain way for X amount of years, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is switch up and have everybody see it, and it seems like you're nervous, like you're trying to find something. So Dabo's just tried to stay true the whole time, and he's never wanted to change, and for that I can respect it. I'd go to war for Dabo.
1: Uh, but you... You're of an age where you're no longer playing college football. 16, 17-year-old guy, he has no connection to Dabo. He, he doesn't care about legacy. He cares about, hey, where can I get the best opportunity? Uh, where can I get mine? And you may love it or you may hate it, but that's the reality of college football. Yep. And Dabo's done nothing but hurt Dabo, and that's indisputable. So you can't then pass it on to the fans. That's not on the fans. The fans are used to a certain standard, and if their coach, who's making a lot of money, he's the highest-paid employee in the state of South Carolina, I believe, uh, if he's not conforming to modern-day college football, what other coaches have, you're Kirby Smarts of the world, you're Nick freaking Sabans of the yeah. world, yeah. Uh, that's on you, dude. That's on you.
0: As, as I understand it, so he's also been a little antiquated in the way he recruits and that he won't give offers unless he's also getting commitments with those offers. Is that still something he's doing, Stone? Or I would imagine not. He's been, I would hope that's, not. That's, that's that would be actually, insane. But that's been his protocol. I mean, unless you've heard that he's changed it, that's literally what Clemson does. They don't give offers out that just stand. They <laughs> give offers with commitments, or else they don't give an offer at all.
3: Um, I, I think maybe when you're down to your last six of the 84, <laughs> that's something that you can kind of try to you know, put into play. But that, that right there is just handcuffing yourself, and I've, it would never work.
0: I'm just telling you the mantra. That's what had worked for Clemson for so long, and that's what he had been still trying to preach and do. And, again, that's some of the reason why they, once they got their grip on college football and on the ACC, why it began to slip away was they didn't go away from that, and he wasn't taking in transfers. And then he also wasn't doing big on the NIL circuit. Right. So it's like, again, what Ken was saying, what the players want isn't what he's been giving them,
1: and that's showing on the field now. Uh, depending on how Saturday goes, maybe he will have some fans Ooh. spilling off that bandwagon. Ooh. But, again, Mario first has to win his first <laughs> ACC home game as head coach. I can't. I mean, it is just stunning to me. It is just stunning to me. Uh, when we come back, uh, the the dumbest injury of the college football season, but then also one of the most insane reactions to that dumb injury of the college football season. He stole the Banowitz. That's Theo Dorsey. I'm Ken LaVica. LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063.